Recorded live. We good? Yes, sir. All right, all right. Welcome to another night. Married Men Don't Talk Talk Show. Brought to you live on Talk Show. Tonight we're going to try to do a little differently tonight. Um, we're not going to, I'm not going to go go on the, the wife thing. It's hard tonight. We're going to talk about us. Um, as men and the things that maybe we're thinking about, maybe we're not thinking about, but things that we can we can improve on when it comes to our to our family family and our children and our our, our family name. Um, tonight's topic is legacy. The only rule that I have tonight is no profanity. And of course, we're not going to do a whole lot of Bible study tonight, but. When talking about legacy, I think about my two daughters. And um, when they were born, I wasn't married. And each time that their mother had the opportunity to put my name on the birth certificate, she declined. The first time she said, well, they didn't let me do it because we weren't married. She got married with, you know, the kid was born in uh, Howard University Hospital. So she said that the hospital didn't allow her to put my name on the birth certificate. I didn't believe it. And then it happened again with the second child. So needless to say, um, neither one of my daughters have my last name. Now, again, eventually they will probably get married off and have some other dude's last name. You know what I mean? So that's how it works with daughters. But... um, as far as a family legacy, if they went to, and here's an example, if they went to the college that I went to, nobody would know who they were. You see what I'm saying? They can be like, oh, you T-Hawk star, because of last name. It would have to be somebody would have to tell them. You follow what I'm saying? So, you know, um, how important is it, how important is it for us to make sure that our children have our last name. I think it's very important. Um, because like you said, I mean, that is the legacy. I mean, that is your, your heritage. Uh, it starts with your last name, and whether that's a, a good legacy or a bad legacy, um, you know, it's it's all determinant on the last name, and I think that's a huge deal that you know neither one of your daughters have, um, huh? you know, your last na- your last name. But I mean, it is what it is at this point. And yeah. like you said, you know, they're eventually going to get a new last name when they ultimately get married, anyway. Um, but at least uh, in the temporal stage, uh, you know, this phase right now, they wouldn't even know that. Uh, you know, they were, uh, no one will really know unless you tell them that y'all were related. You know, yeah. they just looked at your names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can't go to the judge and say that ain't your kid. They're going to lie. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, I mean, I don't know any other one other than have your kids with your last name. One uh, shows commitment to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, uh, it shows that uh, 
you know. It's your gene pools. It's a commitment. It's, you know, they know their heritage. They know where they come from. Mm-hmm. 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 Because a lot of things, um, you talk about legacy, especially in the uh, African-American community, we just, just to be honest, we don't know. Nobody told us. You can go to the family reunions. If you ain't gone to uh, whatever that ancestry.com and looked it up yourself, and just right. Um, and it's our responsibility to inform them of, of what what they're made of. Why is this last name so important? Why do you need to know about this last name? You can have some famous people in your last name. You can have a lot of history. It's not the point of, you know, always having it because, you know, the women, they lose their last name when they get unified with them in a man and they become one. They become the, the name of the married man. But, um, it may be a little different when when you uh, have kids without marriage. I mean, I don't know if it matters which name is involved as long as they understand the heritage of the father and the and the mother. Mm. I think that becomes more important. Yeah, because even then, and and I still believe today it was it, it was a spiteful act. Um. Mm because I know that other people have done it when they weren't married and they've given the child the man's last name. I almost believe that it may be something that you have to request for them not to have the man's last name. But I could be wrong. Guess 8 said that it, it may have been a child protection right created to protect the child's identity. I mean, that might be the case too. But um, So then when we got married, here's, here's the crazy part, uh, my wife, their mom had my last name and the kids didn't. And I was like, that's, that, you know, you have to go down to the courthouse and you have to fix that because, you know, I requested for them to have my last name and you didn't do that. So now you have to fix it. And it never got fixed. Yeah, and I'll go back to what you were saying. Um, now you said that when you had your daughters, both of them, you weren't married? No. Yeah, and and in that case, I don't think they should have had got your last name. Okay. I mean, because, I mean, just for the simple fact, um, you know, that y'all weren't married, I think that there are a lot of situations where, like, the other case is true, where, the, the, you know, the parents are not married and, you know, the, 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 the woman is adamant about the child having the father's last name and then, um, you know, down the road, the father disappears. Not in your case, but I'm just saying that that's generally the case where they're like, "Oh, you know, this is my, you know, this is the father. I want him. To, I want the baby to have his last name." And then two, three, four, five, ten years down the road, that guy's nowhere in sight. You know, um, mm. you know. So again, I think that, like, if I was the nurse or the doctor or, or anybody that was filling out the paperwork. I would have agreed that you would, because y'all weren't, just for the simple fact that y'all weren't married, mm-hmm. I think that there should be, and this is just me talking, I think in my opinion, I think it should be a standard where if you're married, you know, automatic, you know, um, the child gets, in that case, it's one last name, you know, typically, and uh, the child gets the family name. And, um, you know, that's that's considering that the wife has changed her name and everything. But, but in the case where, you're not married, I think that the standard should be that it's, it's not even a question whose name, um, you know, goes 
last name uh, the child has. I think it should be a standard, you know, uh, line in the sand, black and white, that the parent's not married, the child gets the mother's last name in the story. Next, next baby. So then that would be taking the side of the mother. Yes. Like they do in the court system anyway. So yes. if I get if I have to go to court for child support and the child doesn't have my last name, do I still have to pay? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, okay, so 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 help me take out here. Help me out here. Still take two to tango. What right. do I get? What am I what what's my end of this? She couldn't have that baby without me. Right. I'm raising this child. You get the shaft. You get the shaft. And like and like Rodney was just saying, he, he would be administering the shaft. Because he, because he agrees that you know I mean I mean Rodney, it, we we in situations like that, even if you're paying and you're a good parent, if yep. the mom says you ain't paying, they're gonna believe her first. You have That's to right. prove it. That's right. And it's you have to dig your way out of that hole. It's unfortunate. Um It's unfortunate. You know, that's just how it is. But still, I stand by my standard of if the parents come into the 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 OBs or whoever, and the and the baby is had, and they're not married, when that baby pops out, I'm, I stand on the fact that that baby should have the mother's last name. Period. Because, and again, I'm not saying in your case, but I'm just saying in a general case. Oh, but it's my we, case. It's my case. <laughs> But we know we we know without a, a shadow of a doubt who the yeah. baby's mother is. Correct, correct. When the baby okay. comes out of the stomach or of the the vajayjay, we know who the baby's mother is. However, however, we do not know without a shadow of a doubt until science gets gets involved who the father is. So so if I'm in the hospital, I'm showing up. Yep. I'm the guy. I drove her to the hospital. We're in there together. We're having this baby. I'm not absent. I'm very much present. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's no, she's like, well, I don't know who the father, no, this dude right here is the father. You're telling me that I should, my name should still not be on that birth certificate. That's correct. Yep. Why, why shouldn't it be on the first birth certificate? This is Darren. I'm sorry, y'all. What's up? What up yeah, man? please, Darren. Help me out here, brother. I'm glad you called that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that, and what I'm saying is, again, that's why I keep saying not in, 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 in T-Hawk's case. But it is because in T-Hawk's case. I, I, I know, but what I'm saying is that typically the case is the couple comes in, has the baby, and, you know, absolutely, maybe it is his baby. But at the same time, again, you have a lot of children with their father's last name where the father is not around. That's the that's the usual case. That, you know, the Tony's case where he's there, he's driving to the hospital, he's active. They eventually got married. That's that's abnormal, unfortunately, in today's society. So that's what I'm saying is that the the normal tr- train of chain of events is that they come in. Um, and if they're unmarried, they have the baby, and, and the baby has the last name of the father. The father eventually disappears, so now you have this child who's disconnected from the father with a different last name than the mother. Hey, Hawk, I'm going yeah. I'm gonna step up here for you. I got one for you. <laughs> Go okay. ahead. All right, all right. I wasn't married to my kid's mother. My sons have my last name. 
Mm. Man, their mother's gone. Mm. <laughs> and you get down the road. She gone. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and but. again, see, and again, that's what I'm saying is that that's abnormal. And y'all laughing because y'all know that that's abnormal for the mother to disappear. Typically, it's the mother that hangs around or that's taking care of the child. Typically. Now, I'm not my, saying in your individual cases, but that's typically right. what happens, unfortunately. My, my situation was mm-hmm. that while that baby was in the hospital, because we weren't married, the baby went under the mother's name. I filled out all the paperwork on the first one. The second one, my 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 oldest prevented me from being in there with the birth because he was acting like a fool with my sister. So she had to bring him to the hospital for me to straighten him out. But she did the right thing. Okay, the only problem I had with her was she named him a junior, and and I and she clearly knew that I said I didn't want any of my sons to be known to to, to be juniors. They had their own name, their own identity. Right. But she wanted it in anyway. She slipped in there. Uh, but um, so my she filled out your paperwork. Oh yeah, I I filled out the first one. I definitely filled that one out, and she filled out the second one. That's why he became a junior. Because we had several names picked out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Um, but my 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 situation was when she was in the hospital. Now, if if you look at my baby picture and 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 I did my own, I did my family background. My great great grandfather was German, not half German. Not a third German. He was 100% blue-eyed, brown-eyed, whatever-eyed. He was German. So when my son, when when my youngest son was born, my youngest son, when he was born, he was much lighter than my oldest. They wouldn't even let me take my own son out the nursery. Wow. Because they thought he was but a white child. <laughs> wow. You know, but... But it was no way that that my children were going to leave that hospital without my name. No way. Well, well you know my my dad. He uh my 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 real dad. I didn't find I didn't meet him until I was like twelve, and and my mom showed me the birth certificate. And his name wasn't on there, but her name was. But you know what I had to start doing. I couldn't tell my mom. I couldn't ask her too many questions. I just had to kind of like listen to what she was saying and take it for, you know, truth or whatever. Then when I started meeting my dad, he, uh, going around him because she got him up for child support, I tried to, you know, everybody got their lies. And, you know, you got to just figure it out. So I figured that she didn't get, he wanted me to change my last name to his name when I was like, when I got in the Navy. And I was like, well, you know, nah, man, I don't want to do that, you know, because, you know, it wasn't like, I want to leave everything like it is, you know. And he was like, well, you, you're supposed to have your father's last name, you know. Your mama didn't tell me she was, you was pregnant and da-da-da-da-da. But that ain't what she said. Okay, cool. So I, I, I found out, you know, in gathering, you know, dealing with women, that it was out of spite that my mom didn't tell them. And when women are spiteful, <laughs> the Bible says the, the world can't stand on the three things. I, I only can remember two. And the two I can remember is a king, 
that used to be a slave and a scorned woman. So my mom was mad at my dad because he chose another woman over her. And out of spite, she never did tell him that she was pregnant with me. And um, and that's why I didn't end up with his last name. But on the, on the other hand, his new wife, when they came and visited me when I was four, they didn't do anything about it at that time because she was trying to get some child support from him then. So she was still mad because he never showed up again. Now, should I had his should I should have had his last name? I don't know. I really don't care because that's the adult's um responsibility. Now, if he was in my life, then for sure. You know what I mean? You, you shouldn't want to not have, you know, um your 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 son, especially if it's a boy. You should want that son to have your name because he's going to carry that on. Um, but if you're not there, you can't expect to have everything when you don't, I mean, you can't, you know, spit the seed and spit the scene and say, hey, that's my boy, that's my son, that's he got my name. You, you can't have no expectations when you're not there. And that's when my mom was doing it out of spite of the fact that he wasn't there or he didn't choose her or whatever the case was. But I wasn't going to get myself all into that, you know, because, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to. Not only did I didn't want to disappoint anybody, but you know he was never there, and and that's just the blunt truth. Yeah, you you my father, you 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 provided the seed, but I ain't meet you until I was you know later later on in my years. So and I still don't didn't know you, you know I was up there looking at houses when he died, and um and everybody else crying, and I'm checking my wife, I'm checking my wife. Hey, look look at them houses over there. We gonna come back and check this neighborhood out when we finish, because I didn't have no attachments to him. Yeah, you know, so it wasn't no way I could carry on this man's name feeling like I felt. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm not cool. saying what I felt was right or wrong, but that's just how I felt. You know? Yeah, that's a good word. So the advantage would be married and lock it in. That's right. That's right. That's what I'm talking about, Mister Host. Right there, yeah. nail on head. There you go. So it's no lock question. It. When I was in the hospital with my three children, no question what the baby's last name was. Is, is that it too that, early for? Uh, <laughs> no. Go ahead, drop it, drop it. Okay. Um, hey, hey, before, before you drop that monkey ranch, can I drop one real quick? Sure. Sure. <laughs> I'll go ahead. Well, right, go ahead. Would it? Would is it? Would it be right if a dude marry a woman and he do a shotgun? Y'all know what a shotgun is, right? Some of y'all old okay. enough. So, yeah, we yeah we know this. Yeah. Okay, so you get married because you think she's pregnant by your kid. And ten years into the relationship, when y'all finna break it up, then you find out that that wasn't your your kid. But the judge tell you you have to pay child support because you're the only father that father that kid knows. Mm. Okay, <sighs> he, he 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 broke my monkey wrench in half. <laughs> <laughs> No, my friend going through that, and that's why I had to ask because the judge ordered to, and he got two other kids because after after that first one wasn't his, he said I want a blood test on the other two, and then the other two was his, but the first one wasn't. But the judge told him that he will he's ordered to pay child support for all three children since he's been raising that child up as his for the last thirteen years. Yeah, I, like, go, ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. 
because like I was going to say, in certain states, if you're married to a woman and let's say creep creeps and she gets pregnant and you automatically, baby automatically is going to get your name because it's, it's assumed that it's out of that union. Five years down the road, six, seven, eight, nine, ten down the road, find out it's not yours, you're still going to pay for that child. Is that fair, though? My, Miami's number one state. But is that fair, though? No. No, it's not fair. It's not fair, and the legal system's never been fair to a father. Yeah, and I can both agree and disagree with the judge in that case, and I disagree with the fact that you shouldn't be paying, you know, for a child. I mean, on in, in technical terms, you shouldn't be paying for a child that's not, you know, uh, genetically yours. But on the flip side, you know, like like he said, is that he's been raising that child and raising two, you know, all three of them to, together as their father. Sure. Um, you know, I can see that, but I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I can see the pros and cons with the judges, um, you know, reasoning on both of that. So I can, I can both agree and disagree, um, you know, with that because that is the father that 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 child knows, you know, whether they're. And that you're talking about ten years later, you got a ten year old and uh I think Peter says son just turned eleven. But it shouldn't you know. be no no penalty to the woman who tricked them. She don't have no responsibility to go try to find find the child's real father. Do she have any kind of responsibility to explain to the judge you know you tricked the dude. You know you slept with somebody before, you know, this happened or this wouldn't happen like this and you led this man to believe that this is his baby when it really wasn't. So the judge didn't say anything to her. So is that cool for society to just continue to make this woman, you know, get out of her ease, you know, or ease her out of her her grip? You know, because that was that 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 ended their that started, you know, their divorce because he was like, wait a minute, I, we're here for one thing, and I'm finding out this my it's not my kid. What responsibility does the woman carry in that sense? And nothing happens. Nothing, nothing happens. happens. No back pay. If it's a man, and, and, and now think about this. Think about how serious this is to what Rodney was saying. Because Rodney said he, he he took the side of the woman, which is fine, and I, and I get that. But if let's just say that you're a man, right, and you haven't paid your child support for 10 years, and they finally catch you, what's the first thing they're going to do? Back pay. Back, back pay. Okay, so now flip it again, and you're a man, and you've been supporting this child that's not yours, right? You've been supporting, you've been paying, you've been doing whatever it is that's not yours. Now you find out that you were lied to, and it's not yours. Why don't she pay the back pay back to him? Exactly. Because that's not, unfortunately, and I agree, but that's unfortunately not how society works. What? You're right. And, 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 and I, don't agree, I don't agree, but as Dar- to Darren's question, he said, should society, should, I mean, it is what it is. You know, it, it is what it is. And I, I don't like it, but it is what it is. And, and maybe going forward, we can change that, but it is what it is. I you know, I was, court, I was in the courtroom this past Thursday, and, uh, and I was in there, I don't know if, I, I think I told you guys, I was in there because she was trying to get her child support decrease. Well, after they, the, the judge heard my rebuttal, you know, she just, um, they said, well, no, nah, we ain't going to do that. We, we can't decrease your child support. So she flew up here because she couldn't get a job because it kept popping up on her background checks that she had a warrant in, up here in D.C. 
uh, for non-payment of child support. Well, um, I went to court, and they had told me last time, when we see her, we're going to lock her up. Her bill is 1500 and then we can settle it when she gets here because she got a warrant since August 2010 for non-payment of child support. I went in the courtroom. One dude, he signed in, and, a, and the bailiffs, two guys came in there, and they told one dude to stand up, turn around, put hands behind his back. He was in there for non-payment of child support. Well, when two other dudes saw that dude get arrested, <laughs> they tried to get up and roll out. They was like, no, sir, sit down. So I said, well, when it's my turn, I know they about to lock her up because she ain't paid in five years. Mm. <laughs> well, Yeah, right. <laughs> up there, and they said, well, Mrs. Smith, you know, she's going to get this done. She paid, you know, she paid five, us $500 towards your child support today, and, um, and you know, we're going to just go ahead and, call it back or continue it until December until all her stuff gets straightened out. But, you know, she came up here and took care of it, and that's the responsibility that she was supposed to do. I said, wait a minute. Now I'm getting upset and loud because I done took a day off of work. You mean to tell me y'all ain't going to lock her up like y'all just did that other brother? And and she could, and I know she ain't paid child support in three years, but y'all ain't going to do that to her like y'all just did to them. And she had a warrant? And she had a warrant, but but... She said they said that she came in and took care of it before she came in the courtroom. I said I don't believe that, but I said if we if the shoes was on the other foot, would we be ha- still having this conversation? But look, look, look. She, she took care of it. So did did you get a check? I ain't getting no check. That's what did, I said. When am I going to take care of it? She so take, she owe you that money. Right, she owed it to me, but then they but they didn't they didn't treat her like the other two dudes, and that's why I was I was getting that because I was like if that was me. Will we still be having this conversation, ma'am? She said we will still be having a conversation. I said, well, why did these two guys just get locked up? And she ain't nobody touched her. I'm presently living that nightmare. Mm. Mm. I was told David knew where she was. I, I I had to take a day, sit in a office for four hours to hear. Well, why are you here? Well, I was told I needed to come here to file when I knew I already filed. Well, you don't need to be here. And and I'm like, well, look, um, she hasn't paid anything. Do y'all know where she Oh, we know where she is. I said, you know where she is. I said, okay. I said, well, send her a message. Tell her maybe her sons would like to talk to her. Mm. You know, because I'm like, you, you, people having me jump through hoops for this. That warrant was written with invisible ink. Wow. <laughs> wow. When it comes to them, I once called child protection on their mother when she did have them for a short time. I ended up being ridiculed by the person I was talking to. Like, I was the one that should be investigated. You know, and I'm like, you know, I'm in this conversation right now because, see, I learned you can't you can't hold a sensible conversation with a fool. But the the idea is the idea is, is we get looked at harshly no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had friends who 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 are they're the parent, you know, woman and. Do you know there is no kind of aid for a single father with children? You're right about that. Every time I go and take my kids to practice, 
I got to show proof that I am the father by having a birth certificates and social security numbers. So, and I was like, well, y'all wouldn't tell, well, y'all won't make the mom do that, you know. But now, since I'm the father, I got to, I mean, they was going to take my kids away from me because my daughter was born in Bahrain. And uh, when I moved down to uh, King George and tried to enroll them in the school, they told me I had 30 days to get their birth certificates and their social security cards. And the mother kept that on purpose so she can file for food stamps in the summertime when they down there with her. And I told her I needed it or they was going to take the kids into custody because it was going to take me uh, six weeks to go down to the Bahraini Embassy downtown D.C. to get a birth certificate from them. So it was just easier for her to just give it to me, and she wouldn't give it to me. So my wife my wife stepped in and had some words with her, and uh, and that's when we first took her down for child support because we weren't asking nothing from her, and all you had to do was just, you know, just give up the birth certificate so we can get them in school. She wanted to be selfish and keep it for food stamp purposes. So men have no rights in all fifty states. We have no rights at all. None written for us. Now we watch the ridiculous talk shows on TV where the woman's sitting on stage and she don't know who the baby's father is. <laughs> Talk to him, Mr. O. And she like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then she brings four guys on the stage. And, <laughs> and none one of them. them. The none of them. <laughs> but for some strange reason, and they find out that they're not the father because they do what? The DNA test. Mm-hmm. Now, would a standard DNA test just like they do AIDS tests and all those other tests when they're doing the prenatal stuff or kind of when they test the baby's health or sometimes they test the blood type or whatever the case is. But if they have a standard DNA test, no matter if you're married or not, would that help prevent some of these issues? Well, they do. It's unwritten. You have to request it, and you have to request it, I think, within the first two days. Of the child's birth, after that, you have to pay. How much is it, you know? Well, I don't even know, but I'm telling you, it's probably not cheap if people go on TV shows to get it done. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's right, because that's why they're going. I mean, you know, to be on TV, for one, and maybe to get that done. But, I mean, you're right, because when we see stories... um, Maybe less now, but we we've seen stories of babies that have been switched at birth, you know, and and all of y'all have had children, so you know it. You you you've seen where they take the baby off for this test and that test, and then they bring your baby in. And I know when I had my first child, um, you know, I was I was like, nope, I'm going with you. You know, I know y'all got the little tag on the feet or whatever it is. I said, nope. Wherever you take her, I'm going with you, mm-hmm. you know, just to make sure that you bring my baby back. And because um, in reality, fellas, and I didn't realize, I was like, how can somebody switch a baby? Man, it was this little girl that kind of looked like mine in the in the, the baby ward when we had ours, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the first time you see them, so, I mean, they could easily switch it up, you know, if somebody was want to be malicious. And he'd be like, oh, Mr. Turner, you know, here's your, here's your baby. And it couldn't even be yours, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it does happen, unfortunately, um, and and sometimes purposely, and, and, and maybe sometimes, you know, people 
forget to tag them or, or the tag falls off or whatever, and then next thing you know, they're like, well, which which baby did you test? Uh, I don't know. Well, I guess it's this one. And mm. then 10 years down the road, you, you're raising a little girl that ain't even yours. Wow. 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 So the I mean, DNA test or the blood test would probably be super beneficial. It would, because as I stated earlier, Mr. Host, is that in the delivery room, when the baby comes down the chute or via C-section, when the baby pops out, you know at that moment 100% who the mother is. There's no doubt about that. But when the baby is 10 years old, you don't really know. You know, and they can look alike all they want, but you don't really know if, you know, if a woman comes into a, a school or a building and says, well, this is my child. You don't know. I mean, how are you going to know unless you do a DNA test? You know, to be 100% sure. I mean, you could take a word for it, the honor system, you know, scouts honor, but the reality is that you do not know at that point. But when the baby comes out, oh, absolutely, there's no question, you know, who the mother is. Mm. Mm. So it seems like it, it, the job for us to kind of protect or 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 secure a family legacy has just gotten harder as this call has been evolved. Because if you're talking about we have to even, you know, blood test, DNA stuff, just to secure that the child is even ours. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you want to if you want to be 100% sure. 100% sure. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as, as far as legacies go, um, are there things that we that we should be careful of handing down to our to our children? There's things that you know, bad habits that may, you know, create something that will tarnish the the family legacy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you talk about uh, things we could be mindful of. A temper. You know, you don't want to pass down a, a bad temper. Um, I know for me, um, you know, at times I, I tend to be a little lazy and I tend to, you know, some people don't realize this about me, but I tend to give up easily. Like if it doesn't come too easily, I just like, oh, you know, I'm not doing this. And, um, you know, I just move on to something else. Um, so my quote-unquote stick to is not really – it's not really where it should be, um, you know. I uh, maybe it is, but I mean, I, I have a tendency to, you know, oh, this is too hard. You know, um, I've gotten better at it over the years, um, but I noticed that my, you know, my daughter, my oldest, is, is kind of the same way. You know, she can't get anything. She gets frustrated, and then she doesn't want to do it anymore. And mm-hmm. I'm, you know, and I'm apt to empathize with her. Because she is me, you know, she is part of my DNA. And I know for a fact because we have the same birthmark just above our ear. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. But she does have my my DNA, you know, she does she is me. So I'm I'm I attempt to em- empathize with her. It's like, Oh, it's too hard, honey. Well let's let's not even let's not do it anymore. You know, I whereas that that's not I should I should you know, fight against that and say, hey, come on, we got to stick to it. We got to, you know, just try harder, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so if we were to really think about it and put it into a legacy perspective, so we would say, okay, well, the Turners are known for what? 
when it comes mm. to that. When it you wouldn't to have that. it say, well, the Turners are known for giving up easy when it's not easy. Did I say that right? You, you said it exactly right. And I wouldn't want my legacy to be that. And again, okay. Got you know, like, it. I, Got like it. I said, I mean, I have to. I, I know that's not the case. I don't believe you when you say that that's how you are. I don't believe you. I'm just going to throw that out there because I have to know better. But, you know, if that's your story and you're sticking to it, you have at it. But that's I know my better. story. Yeah. But, I mean, you're right. I wouldn't want that to be the legacy, you know, my namesake, to say, you know, that when it comes to me and my family that we, we're just quitters. You gotcha. know, we just give up. Absolutely, I wouldn't want that to be my legacy. So does that, in, and now talking about it, fuel you, give you a little bit more fuel, say, okay, well, you know, now it's a now it's a family legacy. It's a name issue. It 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 does, um, but I, I just really have to be, I have to be more mindful of it because I'm so quick to say, you know, okay, and I'll give you a perfect example, you know, with the, you know, she, my, my oldest plays the piano, um, and she's been playing for five years uh, consecutively. So since she was five, she's played the piano. And um, when she was five, she had um, problems with her vision that I was not aware of. So what happened is as a, as a five-year-old, um, when she was supposed to be reading her notes, she was, memorizing the melodies and, and the keystrokes and you know it, that that's how she and she continued to you know pass all her songs and everything I'm like wow this chick is pretty good you know so now at 10 you know and and I eventually got her um some some reading glasses she wears reading glasses now um but I, I got her some reading glasses when she was six and she's um you know she's able to see the notes but originally she was just couldn't see the notes and never told me you know, until I found out that um, from school, you know, it was like, yeah, you might want to get her eyes checked because she's having trouble with, um, you know, with seeing close up, you know, things like that. And if you've read any sheet music, you know, you have to be able to see, you know, clearly because the notes are either on the space or on the line and you can't really guess at it, you know, because gotcha. they'll be different. But I did eventually get her glasses at six and now she's, you know, she's been playing uh, since then. However, today she has trouble with note reading. Because when 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 she was originally started playing, um, she wasn't learning the notes. She was she was cheating. So now, when it comes to I mean, she's playing some of course more difficult pieces. This is five years later. Um, she has to read the notes. Gotcha. And she struggles with it. And I see some stagnation in in her uh, playing ability. Um, over the past year, and I'm just like, you know, let's. I don't. I mean, you just you're making the same mistakes over and over again, and you know, I'm just like, well, let's just let's just quit it. You know, let's just cancel it. Um, you've been playing five years, and maybe it's just piano playing ain't you. You know, it's just not your thing. But I have to be mindful that 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 I have to give her some. Uh, motivation uh, because she was the same way in ballet and she's been doing ballet for five years but she struggled with that originally um, you know just because she's a little awkward but now I mean and she stayed with it she stuck with it and uh, you know she sometimes she didn't want to go to ballet practice and you know but now because she stayed on it 
Um, you know, she's 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 developing into a nice ballerina. She's you know excited, you know that that she was able to overcome, and that gives her some confidence. You know, so that's instilled some confidence where she know where she where she came from as far as her ability in ballet. I'm hoping that that can transfer over to her ability with her piano because her teacher, you know, says that she has great potential. You know, it's just she has to stay focused, you know, to make sure that she reads the notes and 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 just she has to just stay focused in order to get it right. And that's where she has to develop that. She has that's a, a, a maturity piece that she has to develop. So we're working on that. But I could have pulled her out, you know, but I didn't. Well, let me ask this question. And please forgive me if I stay on you for just one more, one more question, because mm-hmm. it's all coming to me right. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna put this disclaimer out there for all you sports dads. This may be right in your living room, and I apologize up front. If she had, if there was a long family line of piano players in the family, dating back to way before you can even remember, would you still have let her quit? Would you still have told her, okay, it's all right for you to stop? No. No, because it would have been a family. <laughs> it would have been a family thing, you know. Whereas now she is the first piano player. Her sister plays as well. Her six-year-old sister plays as well. Um, so we're starting a legacy of piano players. Because wow. nobody, I I played the saxophone and. and my day um, in middle school, but yeah. I never had any formal lessons of any any sort. Sure. Um, so, but yeah, we're we're starting a, a legacy of uh, piano players and and possibly yeah. ballet. Yeah. So so yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. So so that speaks to those that say, okay, well, you know what I mean. I play football. Your father played football. Grandfather played football. Great grandfather played football. You gonna play football? Mm-hmm. And you look. You talk about football, Mr. Host. You look at um, the Mannings. Yes. And the 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 what's what's the father's name? Archie Manning. Archie. Mm-hmm. Now he played ball, and he's got two sons that not only now listen, not only made it into the league, but they have they each have a Super Bowl ring. I don't know how many. Maybe Eli's got more than one. I don't know about a giant. He's got two. He's got two. So he's got two, and 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 Peyton has one. Yeah. So you look at, you know, and they you and they've got so many videotapes of them running around in the yard with these little helmets on, and you know, playing football in the yard and everything, getting their skills developed um, from a young age. Yes. And their father was like you said. I mean, y'all gonna play football, and not only did they play football. They made it into the National Football League and are stars, and probably both of them will end up in the Hall of Fame, Yep, which is ridiculous. And, and here's something back to my story. Both of them had what in common? The last name. Father. The father's name. Yeah, the last name, right? The father's All last name. Mm-hmm. So there was, no, there was no question. Oh, you're Archie's boy? Boom, family legacy. Oh, you're Archie. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. Come around, come around the line. You ain't got to wait in line. Come around the back. Right, right, right. <laughs> they knew going in. They, they knew, knew going even, in. Yeah, yeah. They knew on paper that that's uh. Yeah, you're right. You're right. 
You right. know, so 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 do we do we force feed family legacies to our children for the sake of the family name? Mm. <laughs> wow. I believe I believe in certain situations you 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 may be one hundred percent correct because it is the way we were brought up. You are already force fed what was taught to your parents is going to be taught to you. That's how you're brought up, upbringing. You know, there may be some things that they want to change because they don't, they may not want to provide you with the butt weapons because they got butt weapons when you're, but generally when you grow up, you grow up through the legacy of how you, you were brought up. That's the only way you know how to, how to raise your kid. Um, so, it, with me, um, I've been off the call for a quick second, but with me right now, it's like uh, work ethic. You know, I got my son out there cutting grass. My dad had me out there cutting grass around his same age. By the time I was 12, I was making money on my own cutting grass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I found myself, you know, it became not only – a job, but it it just made me more dependable. People depend on you to make sure their stuff look nice. You know, I'm teaching him as as well in school to make sure that he follows up on everything that he does. If you do something, make sure you do it right the first time. Follow up on your work. So, you know, that's a way of training him not only how good work ethic, but also how to make sure that everything he does in life, he he makes sure he follows up on it. Yeah, yeah but that, back, that, that's character. Go ahead, Rodney. Yeah, going back to your question, I mean, that's absolutely um, what I did, you know, with my children. Because, like I said, piano, ballet, that's something that, that's something that we wanted to do for them. And it's something different. I absolutely didn't want to do soccer, nothing against soccer. Okay. But did not want to play soccer, um, and not really any sports in general. Uh, for the girls, now the boy, we still, I got 11 month old, we still, um, you know, trying to figure out what we're going to do with him. Because um, I played all sports, baseball, basketball, football, you know, all that. But at the same time, he will not be uh, playing, he will not be going to ballet. Now there are okay, boys at the ballet where my daughters go. They are. Um, what are they doing? Catching the girls? No, they, they, no, no, no. They, they, um, they, they do their own thing. You know, they, they have, to, they do their own thing. Um, funny you say that. I mean, it's actually. I mean, even when I grew up, there guys doing ballet. Um, but it, it ballet is good for coordination. That's that's the only thing it's good for. It doesn't mean yeah. that the boys are fruity, but especially if you're running back, you you, you make a lot of moves. You're trying to put your kids in something that's going to get them. Coordinated and ballet is something that helps them. Well, hold on a second, hold on a second. So now this is what I'm hearing, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. So now we're dictating, and we can because you're a father. You can, hey, you ain't gonna do this, you can do that. Kid want to come home and say, okay, but I don't want to go to ballet. I want to play soccer. You can say, nope. You guess yep. girl, you got to go to ballet. That's right. Absolutely. She comes home. She says, okay, I want to be a female basketball star, and you've heard. Rumors of what goes on in the locker rooms. Yeah. So you're like, nope, you're going to go to ballet. 
No, I mean, she says, when she they're says young, I, she says, I want to go to public school, hang out with my friends. You say, nope, you're going to go to private school, hang out with people you don't know. <laughs> but to me, when they're young, they're going to always change their mind, you know. So if they want I want to, I want Quentin to see everything. He played football, he didn't like it. He played basketball, he liked it, but he didn't like it. He played golf, loved it. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, I found something. I didn't force it on him because I wanted to force it on him because, you know, baseball, he loves it. Sure. Golf, he loves it. But basketball and football, he just didn't really get to it. So it's like, okay, cool. You're young. It may change again. You may want to later on go back and play football. But right now, you need just to learn how to play the game. And then when it becomes fun and exciting to you, then it's on. Hard work and dedication, with that, that's what, that's how we roll. Yeah, yeah but but, but you, didn't you play basketball, P-Town? Oh, I played all sports, man. I played football, basketball. But in college, Track, baseball, yeah, in college, yeah, I played ball in college. So, but it, it is what it is. I'm, you know, I was hurt. I ain't gonna sit here and lie. Because <laughs> he messing up the legacy of the ball players. There it, it is. It up. There it is. But you know, <laughs> I'm always hoping he'll come back. Your father had a wicked jump shot, right? Hey man, my dad was a football star. But he had a little game on him too on basketball, but he was a football star. So he was a football star, you were basketball and your son is gonna be golf. So at least you got sports somewhere. Yeah, my grandfather <laughs> loved baseball. He was a baseball star, so You got it all. So what if oh, yeah. what if your son took ballet? Would that have hurt you too? Oh, that would have been a no. That would have been a no. <laughs> he said no. That would have been a no. No. That'd have been a no. So, so we have to be one hundred percent in agreement to protect the family legacy before we agree on something that our children want to do. Yeah, because we all want to leave something behind to our kids. But what are you really leaving? You so you played basketball. What are you leaving behind? Right. Well, I'm just trying to figure out what you mean. What well, are you see, leaving behind when you play basketball? When you talk about sports, that's not really leaving a legacy. That's leaving a dream. Because our dream was to always, you know, make it. But I had an attitude problem, so that was my problem. But um, so I didn't fulfill my dream. And, and what's always a father's dream is just to have his kids do better than what he did. So we're going to make him work harder than what we did. Because we knew where we made the mistakes. That's what we consider when you're talking about sports. You know, when you're talking about living a legacy, you're living something that goes generation to generation, as the Bible says, the inheritance. So, like, for me, I want to work hard and have him working in this business now so he has an opportunity when he goes to college, if he wants to stay in the business, this business is his. You know, I'll leave it in the will and to him. But didn't, but didn't Darren say, um, Darren, you still on there? Yes, sir, I'm here. Yeah, you, I think you said last week that, you know, your quote-unquote le- uh, legacy, and correct me if I'm wrong, brother, but was uh, 
giving your children houses or something? Yes. Yeah. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. My 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 um my main goal is to to go into for them to go into society not owing anybody anything, uh, debt free, uh, not having no loans. And if you do have a loan, showing them how to borrow against it, showing them how to trade money, showing them how to make money through uh, the ways that the Bible say make it. You know, so um, I don't have any, you know, no 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 talent like ballerina and uh, you know football and all of that stuff. I'm not a big dude. So I'm. I mean, my son can play basketball, but let's be real, he ain't getting on no NBA team being five six. So you know, you, you I, I got to be realistic with them and say, okay, look, this is a secure, definite way. You know, you don't have to use your body to do these things. You can work work smarter, and make the most money by being smart. That's right. So here's a question. What kind of legacy is Mark Zuckerberg going to leave his family? <laughs> Explain that. I mean, think about this. I mean, and, and the reason why I say this is because we do know he went to Harvard, right? Yeah. Yep. So maybe his family went to Harvard. Maybe he wasn't the first in his family to go to Harvard. I don't know the history. I don't either. We, and maybe his father may have, may have played, or somebody in his family may have played sports. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But we do know that nobody in his family owned a billion-dollar billion computer dollars. company. That's right. We do know that is a fact. Yes. So regardless, whatever they did, now the legacy may have been, okay, well, you're going to go to Harvard. Period. But whatever they did outside of that, whether it was sports, whether it was writing books, whether it was whatever they did, lawyers, whatever, he didn't do that. So at some point somebody said, okay, son, whatever it is that you want to do, you go ahead and do it, but be the best at it. Maybe not. Maybe they were like, you're going to go to Harvard and you're going to graduate. And and he took a left turn. There's no... um, who knows whether they approved of that or not? They probably were like, "Man, what are you doing? Facebook? What is? What are you talking about? What are you? You going to Harvard? You know, if they did, uh, and I'm looking it up right now. But I mean, who knows if they approved that? This well, thing, when you got yeah. certain people, when you got certain people with entrepreneurial minds, they're gonna go out there with an open mind that anything can happen. So. Mm-hmm. If, Humble up on the gold mine, just having the mentality of a Harvard graduate, or you got that name on your shoulders, or you got a legacy in your family of being a Harvard man. You're gonna have to go over some leaps and bounds. You go, you're gonna. That's automatic, you know. Um, and and that's what we need to teach our children: not to be equal to us or to equal to what we have, but to take what we have and expand and expound on it. So if we're telling them to expound on it and they and, and we're teaching them how to think differently, then, of course, money is going to come just by a thought process or an idea. So, of course, you know, probably nobody was a billionaire, but he probably didn't think Facebook was going to take off like it did either, along with um, Bill Gates, along with all these other guys who, you know, stepped out there and said, hey, I'm in the you know, Tyler Perry's. You know, he didn't step out there like that. He stepped out there with something to do. And he, he had an idea, and it just worked for him because he believed in it. 
Sure. Not only did he have an idea, but what we need to promote to our kids as a legacy is to have a dream. I mean, everything starts off with a dream, and and it goes from there. And then you you know, it's our opportunity to show them how to take that dream into a vision and make a mission, and then move That's forward. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me stop you there, Pete Town. Mm-hmm. Because I agree and I disagree. Because what if your child got into Harvard and and, and told you, said, Dad, I'm dropping out because I want to start Facebook. Now, this is before Facebook is a billion-dollar company. You don't know this when, when your son, your daughter sitting down <laughs> at your table in the kitchen saying, Dad, I got this dream, which you just said, I got a dream, and it's called Facebook, and this is how it works. But I'm going to have to quit Harvard. What are you going to say to your son or your daughter at that time? You're going to say, yeah, son, go go for your dream. Or you no, going to say, son, you need to stay in college. Hey, Rodney, this is what you're going to say. My son told me, he said, I don't think I can really do something until you think that I can't do it. So the thing that in an entrepreneurial mindset, if you tell somebody that, hey, you're not meeting the expectation of this family of this family and going to Harvard, they're going to do everything they can to prove you wrong. That's right. Because that's what my son told me. He said, Dad, just tell me I can't do it because he was making – so he wasn't making bad grades. But I was like, you can't make straight A's to save your life. So and that fueled it? That fueled it? That's what he said he needed me to tell him. Wow. And guess yeah. what? It's a challenge. The motivation. We don't challenge our kids. And those those A's, those A's got him to graduate. He didn't know what he was doing. I didn't either. But those grade, those A's got him pushed up into a class to graduate this year instead of next year. So now he can graduate this summer. But now he don't want to do it. I was like, no, no, no. No, you're going to graduate. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I want to do my senior year. I said, no, you you need 21 credits to graduate. That pushed you over to 24 credits. You're just wasting time. That's right. But they needed they he needed to he needed to hear that from me in order to. And I said, why? He said, I don't know why that is. But when you tell me I can do it, I'm just like not interested in doing it. But when you tell me I can't do it, then that that fuses me to show you that I can do it. Now back to your man Mark, you know his if his you imagine telling your your parents that been that's been grooming you to go to Harvard since birth because everybody in their family or in their line went to Harvard. Everybody is Harvard man in his family, and then you get in there one year and tell them I'm finna quit to start a business. You're gonna be shunned. You come, you know, till you get back on top. You show them you can now do every last one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause but I mean, there's some questions I'm going to ask them now. I'm going to ask them, all right, well, before you can leave, you got to show me a business plan. Do you have investors? See, he had that before he left. Come on now. Come on, Peter. Come on now. Come on now. No. He had an no, investor no, that invested no, him 300000 no. when you pulled you left. No, no, no. No, because you see that at your kitchen table, you're not going to be like, yeah, this is a – I mean, you're kind of looking at it like, but you at Harvard, bro. Look, right. we know what Harvard can get you when you put that on your resume. Yeah. It's not some but see, Facebook, that's the thing. a book of faces. So yeah, but just, see, 
you got to remember something. It, we know what Harvard can get you if we want you to go work for somebody else. See, we don't teach our kids how to go and work for themselves. Amen. That's not true. That's not true. Harvard can you can learn how to work for yourself too. You don't have to work for somebody. But if he's already there and he's got it, and he's like, I can go on and have it. Yeah, but you you have to look at it in context because this is now Facebook is out there. Everybody on Facebook today, you have to look at it in context. As if they're talking about something like, you know, that you ain't never heard of. It makes sense to us now, you know. Oh, Facebook, it is what it is. But when you, when, when he was sitting down, if he sat down with his parents, were like, look, this is the idea. That stuff ain't didn't make no sense, especially not to the sense that it's a billion dollar company. That's what I'm saying is that. Well, you gotta remember, he stole the idea first. <laughs> he stole the idea, and it was, it was a, it was yeah, just a networking matter, issue. Huh? Yeah, that that doesn't matter. What's the argument? The argument, nobody asked my question. That if your your child, if your son, Mark, little Mark, came to you sophomore year in Harvard and said, Dad, I want to quit, I got this idea, what would your answer be? And this is before, now you were old school now. You were playing with Atari and Mm -hmm. Sega Genesis. So you don't know about what Facebook will be ten years down the road, which it is today. So let's back hey, Randy, up. Randy, you're coming from a perspective. When you ask that question, uh, most people have bought the lie. Okay, right. the lie is get a good education, get a, get a good job, and be successful. That's the lie. Okay, you see, but the reality is. Go through school, come out with fifty thousand in debt, get a job, be broke, and work till you're sixty-five and die broke. That's the reality. Give There's them, no hold way on, you're hold on, Andrew. Hold on. Financially independent, working for somebody else. If you work for somebody else, you work for somebody else's dream, not your own. But hold on, Andrew. Hold on, Andrew. We got to give him because Andrew just came on, Rodney. Give him the um, kind of where we're at right now about the whole legacy piece. We were just talking about parents dictating the legacy of their child. You okay. Know, you know, whatever the family legacy was, this is what you're going to do. Then right. I brought up the Mark Zuckerberg, what kind of legacy is he leaving for his family? And whether his father played basketball, tennis, whatever the case may be, we know that his father wasn't a, a Internet mogul. His father, know, was a dentist. his father was a dentist. His father was a dentist. His father was a dentist. You know, I, I think one of the biggest challenges that people have is that they think that they know what's best for their kids. Okay. There you go. Um, yeah. And like I said, you know, for me, and, you know, yeah, I, I see things from a different perspective. Okay, I got people that work for me that got a whole lot more education than me. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I'm on the beach and they're working. But at the same time, Andrew, here's the thing. We're talking about Mark Zuckerberg, but we're not talking about Mike Zuckerberg. Who dropped like. out? You know, <laughs> and what I'm saying is that he he dropped out and thought he had the the idea. You know, dropped out of Harvard or Yale or Princeton or wherever you want to talk about. Yeah, this is gonna be great, and it flopped. Well, you know, everybody's different, and all I'm saying is, you know, you have got to make a decision, and you got to encourage your kids with what your belief system is. All right, and I you got to Harvard University is a great thing. And there's certain things you need a certain amount of education to you know, education to accomplish. Not everybody is cut out to go to college. Not everybody's cut out, 
you know, to go to law school or, or whatever it happens to be. And I'm not saying people don't need to be educated. All I'm saying is that everybody has, you know, has different motivations. You need to know who, you, who your child is and don't get so one-tracked, and this is the only way you can be done. But at the same time, talking about legacy is that nine times out of ten, they're Mike Zuckerberg. And Mike, y'all ain't never heard of Mike Zuckerberg. No. Well, that's half of the world, right? Well, well, if you want to look at the majority of the world, how more than half, more than half, right? It's more than half, and 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 end up not using the education. You don't hear about that. I mean, that's not on the front pages, but I'm just saying that not everybody is cut out for the same thing. Some people should be in business. I run into a lot of people. They tell me, "Oh, I want to own my own business." I look at them and go, "You don't have what it takes. You need to work a job." <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to be, you know, I'm just saying that, you know, you, you have to, you got to, <laughs> I, I know some fellas on this call that own their own company, and you know that, you know, you're the last one to get paid. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, you got to do what it takes because you're the one that's on, on the contract. You're the one that's on the lease. You're the one that's on the on the loan. I mean, yeah. I can't just walk out and quit. I got X, Y, Z dollars that, that I'm responsible for. But, Andrew, what you're saying is basically we need a Mark Zuckerberg and a Mike Zuckerberg and a, a whoever to make the world go around. Everybody can't so. be I an don't... entrepreneur. I right, think gotcha. some people have an entrepreneurial spirit, but you, you really need to know who your child is, and and they need to have, you know... Yeah, if they don't know what they want to do, okay, one of the biggest wastes of money is going to college. I mean, so many people wander around in college and waste a whole bunch of money. And I'm not saying college is bad. I'm just saying that, you know, they may not be ready for college at 18. You know, you need to learn who your child is and figure out how you can help them, you know, to see things clearly. Now, some kids at 18 or 17 are ready to go out and set the world on fire and go to Harvard or whatever it happens to be. Some of them, you know, uh, they, they need a couple of years to get their, their brain right before they can do that. But back okay. to the question at hand. I'll go back, and then I'll switch it back to you, Mr. Ellis. Back to the question at hand. If one of my children was in Harvard or let's just, not, let's just say college, period. If they were in college and they came to me sophomore year and said, Dad, I got this idea, but to really make it work, I'm going to have to quit college. My uh-huh. answer to them as the I was the salutatorian of my middle school class. I graduated fifth in my high school class. The answer is no, you're going to school. Mm. So keep your idea. I, I don't mind you having your idea, son or daughter. Keep it mm-hmm. going. It looks great to me, but you're still going to class. And you better not mess up my money. Okay. Oh, so, so it comes so, down to because when you it's your money. You tell that, okay, and they start messing up your money, then what are you going to say? Well, then we're going to have to have another conversation because they're doing okay, too but much. But they told you that's not where their heart is. And you well, said you don't have a choice. You're going. If I may cut in, Rodney, you're actually talking about the 1950s, Dad. And my, you're not talking about the 1980s. Dad and mom, you know, different different things um, shape these people. So his father being a dentist, 
and if I go by the name, he probably knew that he couldn't stop his son from doing what he wanted to do. That's why he sent him to Harvard. No, that's not true. I don't believe that. That that man is white, he rich, and he already had money saved up for his son. He already had a leg- legacy saved up, something that we black people don't do. But uh, money is not but, a legacy. Uh-huh. Money is not, you, you don't classify money as legacy. No, no, no. What I'm, what I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, his life is preset for him. His, his, his heritage, his, uh, his, his lineage. His dad went to probably some nice alumni school, some big, huge school. Saved a lot of money for the man, and already plan, already got his line, his life already lined out in his dad's idea. But if that was the thing, Mark Zuckerberg would be a dentist in Boston somewhere today. Let me go back to let me go. But with that great point, great point. Go ahead, Rodney. Uh, well, so, uh, but that last point would that be a bad thing if he was a dentist in Boston somewhere? But I, I don't, I don't really want, really, I don't really want to hang there. No, I'm gonna go back to what Rodney was saying, um, because I think I think Rodney has a has a good point as well, um, because an 18 year old doesn't really know. In most cases, we're talking majority, majority rule. 18-year-old really doesn't know, and that's what a parent is for. Yeah, I mean, we got to put our we got to put our thoughts out there and say, I know this kid. Um, you have you you should be going. You're gonna go, and we have to point them in that direction. That's our job. I know they're saying, well, I don't want to do that right now. No, I got bigger dreams. Well, they can end up underneath the bridge with their dreams because they haven't fully baked that dream and they don't have any experience to base it on. And and I think as a parent, that is that is not only your right, that's your responsibility to point that child in the right direction, train them up in the way they should go, and the latter days they won't depart. So you, if, when you as a parent, you have to you have to point the way out for them because you've already tread through it for forty years, thirty years, whatever it is, you've already tread through life. And so I don't think that's a bad. I don't think I think what Rodney was saying. I don't think that's a bad thing. I know plenty of brothers and sisters. Who maybe were pointed towards the military? Parents said, "You going no matter what." And they're like, "No, that ain't for me. I ain't getting up early in the morning. That that ain't me. You better not get up in my face about this, that, and the other." And then four, eight years later, ten years later, twenty years later, turn out to be a magnificent man or woman. That and they'll come back and say, "And I know I got plenty of friends and family members. I didn't go to military myself, but family members will come back and say that was the best thing that ever could happen to me." Hmm. Yeah, and that's a great point, Rodney. Thank you for helping me out. But Darren did make another point that if Mark Zuckerberg, if if Facebook failed, Mark Zuckerberg wouldn't have been living under a bridge. Sure wouldn't. Because his father was a dentist, his mother a psychiatrist. They paid. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying they was already paid. So... If, if I mean, a lot of us, you know, coming up from the projects, you know, it's either, you know, we either going to sink or swim. And and this is the only shot a lot of us got. We don't have other options to say, hey, I think I'm going to drop out of this fantastic school that costs you $100,000 a year and try my own thing for a while. A lot right. of us have that luxury. And, and, and be, to be real, you know, being, I mean, coming from where we were, what kind of people we were, you know, we have a selfish mentality, get a, get all we can, 
and and you get yours and you get yours and you get yours and we don't usually teach our children you know we just starting to teach uh, uh our children to, about money and just starting to teach i mean when i was in 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 high school i was next to another person that knew how to write a checkbook and and I, my understanding of a checkbook is all you got to write is that number on there and give it to the person and that's yours you know my understanding it, it, i didn't think it had to come from somewhere <laughs> trying to figure out how you get one of them just a piece of paper just you know, piece how much of, you need you how much you need and you can just write it on there and it's like that's who say money don't grow on trees you know what i'm saying <laughs> it was my idea i've seen somebody else with one and um they had to explain it to me my mom and my dad didn't explain it to me what a checkbook was and i was in the i was in the 12th grade you know, so I mean that was that was re- I was really upset at that point because I'm like, what else am I not learning? Wow, wow. I want to get back to um, fathers for a minute, and I'm sitting here thinking about as we're talking. I'm sitting here thinking about my own father, and it didn't seem as though he was extremely strong on the legacy piece. Um, and if I were to sit back and think about what kind of legacy did he leave me, I would, I would, I would, I would struggle with it. Um, he was a hard worker, yes, and I give him that, um, which is a good thing to leave. But you know, as far as money, as far as property, as far as any of these other things, he didn't leave those for me. So I guess he left me with the "go get your own" attitude, which is also good. As well. Yeah, and you're a hard worker too, as well, Mr. Hogan. Yeah, go ahead. Exactly, exactly. So that's that's again. That's why I said I'll give him that. But when we think about passing the legacy down to our children, do we go back to where we got it from? What, what do you mean, go back to where we got it from? Well, you know what you got from your father, and your father's father, and your grandfather. What? Where did it start? Where does this 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 legacy start? Well, you well, uh, unfortunately, in my in my belief is, I think we started we mine actually started from my spiritual father or getting spiritual teachings to let me know, hey, because I didn't have a way. We when we grow up and don't really have a way except for hard work. That's it. Get what you can get, and you know. Get married, banger out, four kids at the minimum, so the kids can work for you. And when you get old, one day they can take care of you. That was the like the the, the bottom line. But you know, when you start going in another direction and start figuring out, dang, you know, what's in this Bible? My dad didn't even go to church, or my dad didn't do this, or he didn't do that. Now you got to start learning a different way and a new way. And then you try to impart that upon your kids, and a lot of us got to start all back over from the beginning because we we didn't get that teaching when we was growing up. And I don't have no problem with it, but maybe they just was working so hard that they couldn't impart or didn't have time for these things that we have to and must teach our kids. I mean, the Jewish, man, they stay rich, and they've been doing this ever since biblical times. I mean, I had a Jewish friend, dude already had houses when he was, I mean, I mean, a house that was paid off, that was his, and he was buying boats. And I was like, how can you afford a boat, man? 
I mean, we the same age, and we did. He said, oh, no, my money go towards that. My house is already paid off. And I was like, how did that happen? I mean, I was just full of questions with all these people around me and, and disappointed, actually, at my, my parents for not being able to have this for me and not understanding that, you know, they wasn't brought up the way they needed to be brought up to even pass anything down to me. When my dad died, I got a stuffed fish. That's all I got. <laughs> what? Got a bass, a wide mouth bass. <laughs> one that you hang on the wall. One that you hang on the wall. And Darren, I, I I just add something to what you just said. Um, Mark Zuckerberg was raised Jewish, but go ahead, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a lie. That's but, the truth. I didn't even know that. But those dudes, I mean, the, the, if you read this book called The Jewish, I forgot the name. Sorry, I forgot the name of it, but it was a, it's a it's the way the the Jewish culture is, the way they handle their children, the way they handle their money, the way they have a plan set for them, and with that plan, it they will never run out of money. We don't even think that way. Yep, yep. And we may be the, I mean, if you're saying we and you're talking about Afro Americans, which I think that you are, we may be the last ones to get it. Because the people that come over here that we rag on the most, paid Hispanics, not gonna say paid, but people rag on them the most, you know, in reference to you know the work that they do that nobody else will do, yada yada yada, whatever the case may be. But they get it. You know why? Because when they make that money here, they they do what? They send it back to their family back home. Mm, back to the legacy. Back to the legacy. Um. I, I like to to correct myself when I said money is a legacy. It is. It is. It is. It is. What it means <laughs> is to pass down something from the past, and that is gifts, money, personal property. Um, property. So legacy isn't how you were brought up; it's how you are taught. Yes. So if you're taught to to disrespect people, then that's the legacy that is that you'll leave behind. Thanks for clearing that up, CJ. I ain't want to bust you out, bro. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's, I got the what? definition right in front of me, but I was like, you, it, it's cool, though. It's cool. It's cool. He, the money piece, what he said, what, 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 what Darren said was huge. It was huge. Because I don't know if we, if we, if we, if, if, if we can harp on it a little bit longer, but he said that handing down the the ability to be debt free mm. is huge. That's huge, right? Hand down to your child a seven hundred credit score. Try that. Mm. Mm. Say it. Let's just start there. Okay, now you know. By the time you get out of college, your credit will be established. Do we even talk about credit with our kids? Oh, yeah. Sure. Do we even know how to get around? You know, oh, well, go apply for that credit card. Yeah, you know, you know I, I, limit's 500. Uh, uh, you know, d- don't spend the whole five. Yeah, I mean, I got we... <laughs> I, I to go back to you, you're talking about, you know, do we teach our kids about credit and money? I got to go back to something that Darren said about the check, just writing a check and just money come off of it. Uh, it's even worse now with our credit and debit cards. Yes. And my 10-year-old, um, ever since she was five, you know, she got an allowance. And 
you know, so they were learning about money and everything. And one thing that I've learned is that you don't teach a child, you know, about checks and, and cards. You give them the yeah. real deal, you know, yeah. money, coins, dollar bills. So, you know, but it, and she still thinks, you know, oh, we can just go to McDonald's, just swipe the card, Daddy. Yep. You know, <laughs> just yep. swipe it, and the money just comes, and it's on there. And I'm like, no, honey, Daddy has to pay the bill. Or, or this comes out of Daddy's checking account, you know, <laughs> that has money in it. Yep. You know, this is just a, you know, this is just like that dollar bill that I gave you, but I teach them. I don't even, you know, teach them. I give them real hard money. That's um, right. And with the Oklahoma thing, she's got a, a notice, um, you know, that they're raising money for the for the kids in Oklahoma that, you know, were affected by the uh, the, the tornado. And, sure. you know, she this morning she was like, you know, Daddy, do you have a dollar? I was like, do you have a dollar? And... <laughs> She was like, I only got a couple of dollars, and I said, Why don't you have? Why only? Why don't you only have a couple of dollars? Because I haven't been doing my chores. Because she doesn't get paid if she don't do her chores. So I was like, Go get your dollar, because Daddy ain't got no dollar. You know, I didn't have any cash on me. I would have gave to the cause, but I didn't have a. You know, I didn't have money. You know, to and I wasn't writing no check. You know, early in the morning. But um, you know, I said, Why don't you go get your money? And she was like, I don't have much money. I said, well, Why don't you have any money? Well, I haven't done my chores. Because she has learned that she don't do her chores, she don't get paid, she don't have no money. So she's yeah. learning that. I, I, I talk about legacy and teaching them. You know, she's learned that at a, at a young age that you don't work, you don't have no money, you don't. You know, that that's how it works. Mm. So if you want money, you need to do your chores. Now, now you brought up. I think Darren brought up uh, Jewish people. Yes. And the one thing that I do know is one word to them that's an extremely bad word is interest. They don't like paying interest. Just like he said, they want to pay off. That's why the houses are paid for. They don't want to spend any, they don't want to pay for that money. And I get that. But do we stop and say, okay, now how are we going to um, avoid from our children from paying enormous interest rates on things by establishing their credit so now their first car loan don't have to be 24%. Wait, how do you teach them how to establish credit? Yeah, I mean, no, the question is, are we? Because that's something that, you know, I mean, when you talk about legacy, that's something, that's a gift that you can give them is the fact that now they've got established credit. Mm-hmm. may not be a lot, but it's a lot. So now they're not paying enormous amounts of interest. Mm-hmm. But you said your friend, right, was buying a boat. Oh, yeah, he bought Didn't one. Didn't have to worry about the house because the house was paid for. That's right. But if the house wasn't paid for, guess what they would have had? A note and interest. Right. A lot of times we go out as parents and we buy things and we finance things and we, we looking good, but we got, we're paying a lot of interest. Mm-hmm. Are we going to leave that legacy to our children? Or the well, legacy of, if you don't have it, here's a Visa check card with your money on it. If your money ain't on it, you can't buy it. Well, all the alternatives need to be taught to them. But but a paying the straight-out cash is the best way. Then you got number two, then you got number three, and then the very worst, borrowing it from somebody else. But at the same time, when you teach them in the way they should go, to let let them know 
that the governors need to be the borrowers and they're going to be standing on our shoulders borrowing money. Well, how is that possible when we all when we owe everybody? So, from a perspective of teaching them how to how to manage what interest is, you know, uh, having them to like Rodney, you know, he said that my daughter needs to do her chores, and if she don't do them the way I do, I, I, I it goes back and forth. If you got chores and you working and you don't do your chores and I do them, then you got to pay me, and then I'm not going to tell you to. Okay, you know when payday is. You get paid on Friday. I don't want to come to you on Friday to ask you for the money. If I got to come to you Sunday or Monday, you're going to pay me that money plus interest. And they learn through that way that interest is a bad thing. Because if I would have just paid it up front, I would have never had to pay this extra 3 and $4. Mm, you hard on them, man. You hard on them, boy. You make, you make the kids pay if you're doing that chores. Oh yeah. yeah, if I gotta empty the trash when you know it's is is uh-huh. overflowing because you put your plate in there last and couldn't get it in there, so if I got, <laughs> I love it. Then I'm I'm going to take money from you and then guess what? I'm going to spend it in front of you. Because <laughs> I'm not going to save your money that I take from you. This going to be my money and it's going to make you sick. Wow, that's good words. That's legacy though. That's a, mm-hmm. That's a gift. I mean, as crazy as it sounds, it's a gift. Mm-hmm. I had to beat. I had to beat my fifteen-year-old butt today. You know, hey, you don't. If the only thing that comes out of your mouth after we tell you to do, if it's not yes, ma'am, or yes, sir, it's talking back. Now, if I have to, if it's anything else, but, 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 well, I didn't know. Well, no, it's yes, ma'am. Oh yes, sir. That's all. Anything outside of that is going to be talking back. Wow. You know, we was raised that way, and then now you go to school and you see your girlfriends or your boyfriends talking to they people, or they get the, you know, I can't. We we're not setting good examples either. I seen in a newspaper article that that a woman went on stage and stripped on stage in front of her son's school and got arrested. But we got to be. Uh, the wonder we got to be good parents as well. We got to be good stewards. So when they come home from their school and say, "Hey, these kids did this or these kids said that," you know, or this parent got on the bus and all the kids start cursing her out. Now you think you can come home with that same attitude? It doesn't work that way here. And a lot of us are not saying anything when they cross the threshold from being outside or inside, and in, they're coming into our home. We just kind of let it go. Because okay, they learning there from school. You're gonna be out here in two years. You almost out of here. You almost grown. No, I don't care if you act up in my house. If you 18 years old and you say something smart, I'm pulling my belt out. Your words. Yeah, you talking about the the, the mother that mooned the school bus? Mm. Whoa. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That that was one. But it was another when she got on stage and she stripped on her son's stage when they was when they was dancing. That's crazy. Huh? And she starts stripping. That's crazy. What in the world? Yeah. What kind of legacy like is that? Sound like some Maury Povich stuff going on. <laughs> right. And we okay. make news. That's making news? Come on, people. I mean, this is our people. Yeah. Mm. Okay. It's a le- it's 1049. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's the reason why I said the time most of y'all know. Um, here's my story. Growing up, 
in New York, uh, neither one of my parents went to church. Oof. Matter of fact, it was told to me that I didn't have to go. You can do whatever you want. You ain't got to go if you want to go. It wasn't. I'm not even going to say it was an option because nobody went. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, now there was some. There was some talk of Jesus and things. You know, there was talk, but there was no prerequisite in the house. Mm. Um, okay, so um, that was my my my. As far as a religious, uh, spiritual legacy, there was none. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a uncle that passed away who was probably married four times. Player, player, player. Actually, he was an idol. He was a hero. Because when I was, you know, running the streets, I was looking at him like cause he was the man. Um. He died, and I went to his funeral. Now, at this particular time, I was grown and had children. I went to his funeral, and during his service, they talked about, I may have told the story before, they talked about the life that he lived, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they didn't talk about the marijuana garden that he had grown in his backyard. They didn't talk about all the women he ran and the four wives that he had. They didn't talk about the liquor that he drunk and the partying that he did. What they did talk about is him giving ladies, old women, rides to and from church, donating his time at the church, what position he held at the church, all the way he... So basically... What they talked about is not how he started, not how he lived his life, but how he went out after he gave himself to the Lord. You follow me? So now I'm listening to that, right, because I didn't have, I didn't have a, a, I want to be like this kind of person in my life. I want to be like this guy. You know, my father didn't give me... Now, my father's a great guy, but he didn't give me that I want to be like my dad kind of thing. There was nothing, you know. So sitting in this funeral, this home going, I'm listening to how my uncle went out. And I said, I won't go out just like that. Mm. Seriously, true story. I said, now that's how I want them to talk about me when I die. What I gave back, and this was somebody that wasn't saved at the time. So then, immediately after that, that's when it all started for me. So rewind years years later. Now I go to church and do what I can do. I'm not living up to his standards, but I will soon be there, right? So now my children are going to see their father and your grandchildren going, and, your and my grandchildren. grandchildren are going to see, and hopefully in their children, are going to see this new legacy. Mm. So the question that I want to ask is, are we making sure, Mm. are we making sure without a shadow of a doubt that they have no misunderstanding about their faith and what kind of spiritual legacy that they're going to follow? 
allow, allow me to start, uh, Mr. Go Austin, because I'm glad you said that, because I'll start with my, you know, with my, my mother took me to church every Sunday, uh, me and my brother. Um, snow or blow, you know, unless you were had a missing limb or was vomiting profusely or whatever the case may be, we went to church. Uh, my father did not go to church, um, and I think I've told the story before. He he went to church. Uh, he started going on a regular basis at 14 when I was at four, 14, but before that he would just be, you know, the C&E, Mother's Day, you know, the Easter, you know, uh, special events, stuff like that. And then when I was in high school, you know, this cat just started going um, regularly. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's getting baptized and, you know, he's uh, a leader in the church. Um, and fast forward to today, you know, he does not go to church um, today. Um, but he only goes to church when he visits me and my brother. But back to me, and, and back to me, um, I go to church every Sunday and uh, usually every Wednesday. Right now I've been uh, cutting it back um, because I got my one-year-old, almost one-year-old son and uh, I don't like to burden anybody. You know, they have a, a nursery in the evenings, but I don't like to burden anybody with his uh, temperament after 7.30, so one of us uh, chooses to stay home at this time, but that will change. Um, but originally, when I, w- I would definitely, I'm, you know, Sunday morning, that's what we did as a child. We went to Sunday morning, and I was on the, as a child, I was in the choir on the usher board, all that good stuff. Um, but we did not go on Wednesday. So as an adult, um, the Wednesday thing, the Bible study thing, I was like, you know, I was like, we ain't doing that. You know, it was not in my legacy, not in my heritage. I was like, we don't know nothing about that. However, I did, you know, we were, the whole family was going Sunday morning. So, um, but as my children got older, I started, I, impl- I added the, the, the Wednesday night program into to my daily, you know, weekly schedule. Um, so now my children know that on Sunday we're going to church. I don't care how late we get back home because we do a lot of things, y'all know. Um, and we be out and doing stuff, and we we going to church. It's not, oh, you know, we we tired. No, we going to church. And there have been times where, you know, if my 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 son is sick or son, I make sure that somebody goes, um, you know, and take the the two older the two eldest children to church, um, because that's the kind of legacy, you know, I want to build in them the spiritual legacy. Because rewinding back just a bit to Mr. Mark Zuckerberg, it seems that there was some elevation. And the amount of money he has, the fact that he's, his net worth is $13.3 billion, the fact that he's, uh, I think he's one of the world's most uh, wealthiest and, and, and inf- yeah, named among the 100 wealthiest and most influential people in the world by Time Magazine, the person of the year in 2010 by Time Magazine. But here's the thing. Just bringing this back to the host question. Does anybody know what, religion Mark Zuckerberg is. What religion does he profess? Does anybody know? Huh? No clue? No clue. No clue. Atheist. He's an atheist. He's an atheist. Look it up, Google it, you know. So just rewinding a bit, there was some elevation with the oh, the entrepreneurial spirit and he you know, just did his thing and now he's you know, did all these accolades and and these worldly awards. But 
look at his relationship with God, there is no relationship. And mm-hmm. I think CJ talked about, you know, um, CJ was on to something with legacy being money. You know, mm-hmm. I understand, you know, what y'all are saying about that and, and debt and all that good stuff. But when it comes down to it, what is the legacy you want to leave with your children, as, as, as the host said? You know, when they're standing up at your funeral, is it that, you know, you were successful, you know, that you were, you know, a great entrepreneur and ran a great business and all these other things, or was it that you were serving God in in, 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 in all that you could, in all the ways that you could? I mean, which one would would you rather, would you want to be Mike Z- Mark Zuckerberg, the, the $13 billion man that has no relationship with Jesus? Or the guy with $13 in his account that's on fire for Jesus. Got that right. Wow. That's heavy. You got that right. That's heavy. Yeah. I don't think it's possible. I got a a friend of mine. Well, I had a friend of mine um, that was, you know, um, after I got saved, um, you know, I'd, I'd, um, you know, witnessed to him. And he was going through some tough times and. Um, at the time, there was a song called um, Silver and Gold by, um, what's that lady's name? Yolanda Adams. And that was one of my favorite songs. And and he told me, he said, you know what? I tried that Jesus thing, but I'd rather have the silver and gold. <clears throat> and it cut through me like a knife. And, and I knew him when, when, when you know, I was trying to figure out how to find two nickels to rub together, and I was like, "Man, you don't get it." And he said, "Man, if I had your bank, I would, I would understand. You would understand. If I had your bank, I could say the same thing." And I thought, "Wow." He said, "Yeah, give me the silver and gold, man. Give me the the silver and gold. I, you know, I don't need Jesus. I need silver and gold." And he died about five years ago. You know, and it's been on my heart, and it just. You know, if you don't know, you don't know. You know what I mean? And and I truly believe that 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 God, you know, God calls people. And it, it you know, when I see somebody like you know Mark Zuckerman or or somebody that you know is quote unquote ultra successful, and at the end of the day, you know, money, you know, although it's good, it, it doesn't buy peace. No, it doesn't buy happiness. Now you can be, you know, unhappy in a nice place, <laughs> you know, but but at the end of the day, you see lots of people that have lots of money blowing their brains out. First Timothy six and ten, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. You know, and I don't know if Zuckerman loves money, but I will tell you one thing. Um, you know, and and some of y'all that go to our church may may have remembered our, our pastor talking about this. But it really, really hit home with me. And he said, you know, when when our pastor was a kid, he said, you know, we used to play Monopoly all the time, me and my brother and sister. And he said, I'd always lose. And he said, one day I beat them all. He said, I got all of it. He got all the houses. I got all the property. I got everything you could get. And he said, my sister and brother, they went out one at a time, and I foreclosed on the property. I had everything. And they got up, and they were mad. And they said, now you put the game away. And he said he sat there and he looked at all of his houses and all the stuff he got and everything like that. And at the end of the game, he realized it all went back in the box. (laughs) 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 
And at the end of your life, all the stuff that you got is going in the box. That's right. And you ain't leaving here with nothing. And you're never going to see a, a funeral with a U-Haul. You ain't taking it with you. <laughs> no. A trailer hitch <laughs> on the back of the hearse. <laughs> no. You know, somebody asked, uh, they asked uh, Elvis Presley's uh, cousin at the funeral, how much did Elvis leave? And he looked around, he turned around, he said, he left it all. <laughs> and you ain't, I don't care how much you got. And at the end of the day, there's only such a good cut of steak you can eat. Yeah. There's only so many watches you can wear and so many shoes and all that. And once you got that and, and you know, you keep trying to fill it because you got that empty hole in your heart and you think that that stuff is going to make you who you are and complete you, at the end of the day, it, it wouldn't matter if it's $13 billion or $13. Cause there's a bunch of people that got no money. They, they got the heart that isn't for Christ. Yep. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, it's really sad to see people in that kind of situation. And that's where, you know, when I believe the Bible talks about, you know, it, it, it's it's easier to go through an eye of a needle than a rich man to go to heaven because a lot of people with that kind of wealth think that gives them their, their security. Mm-hmm. And people blow their heads up to make them think that there's somebody that they've accomplished something, you know. And just because you know how to make money does not mean that, you know, that that, that you're complete and satisfied. Well, there's one thing when when it's said the rich man in an eye of a needle, then it is for him to inherit the kingdom. That that that's not go to heaven. It don't mean all rich people go don't. It's not going to go to heaven. Well, I, I didn't mean that. What I'm saying is there are people that count on their riches and and don't don't feel the emptiness to search after God. Yeah, I thought it was a camel. I thought of I thought it was it a, is, camel. It is a camel. Yeah. I, a camel to go through the eye of a needle. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. But but the point is is that, you know, for someone that has that kind of income and I mean nobody says no to him. Gotcha. I mean, you know, that was the Tiger Woods situation. I mean, you got you know, you got Tiger Woods who, you know, I mean nobody says no to Tiger Woods. And his heart wasn't right. So what was he doing? He was trying to fill that spot. Fill that hole. Yeah. A lot of. But let me just understand now, that doesn't mean God don't want us to be rich. Because, no, no, you know, no, there's a lot of people who make nothing wrong with being rich. It's just that, right, that okay. you gotta get a perspective and he doesn't want us to be in debt. He doesn't yeah. want us to owe right. anybody. Yeah. Okay, right. he doesn't want us to be enslaved to the dollar because you <laughs> you wanna worship it. When you're enslaved to it, that's what you're doing. That's right. That's why he had to walk. Uh, there's as many broke people that are that are worshiping money as are wealthy people because it's a state of the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got nothing to do with the amount. You know, there's no such thing as rich. Oh yeah, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, which, <laughs> you tell me which rich. Which rich to you? It may not be rich to somebody else. No, rich. As far as the Bible is concerned, it says rich in your wealthy place, which in your rich in your mind, your body, and your spirit. So if I you're rich, in all what those... I'm talking about is a dollar amount. What is rich? Oh, okay. oh no, it's ten just... million dollars is that rich? No, okay, that's... twenty million is it rich? What level makes you rich? Mm. 
snow level if you got cancer and you got twenty you just got you just a twenty million dollar man that got cancer. It doesn't mean anything. You know, there's a difference between natural wealth and artificial wealth. That's right. Okay. You know, if if you're stranded out in the desert and somebody gives you a five carat diamond ring or a banana, which one you gonna take?
And I know some people who might be like, hey, don't mock that. I wouldn't mind having a billion dollars. You know what? I mean, that's fine. To each his own. I don't think I necessarily need a billion dollars <laughs> to, to survive and, and, and feel like I'm making it. As a matter of fact, with the little bit of money I got right now, I feel very wealthy. Could I use a little more? I wouldn't mind having a little bit more lavish things. But in terms of money, money isn't what God... He he tried to teach us that through Paul. When Paul says, I learned how to be content in everything. I learned how to be a base and a bound. I know how to be rich and poor. That 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 doesn't that doesn't mean anything. He said, I count all that as done. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that I realized that uh, money is a tool, and if if people with right hearts have money, they'll do right things. Uh, people that don't have right hearts with money won't do right things. Um, money is, is just a means of exchange, and it can be very powerful and, and wonderful things to be done with it. Whether you know, I tell whether I feel somebody should do things with their money or not, that's not my place. Uh, you know, I'm not the government. Oh, I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> 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 we can't be political here, right? Um, but but seriously, you know, there are good people that you know do wonderful things. With you know what I mean, and and a lot of those people never let anybody know what they're doing. You know what I mean, and and it's a good thing, but it's 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 really the heart. There's people that's exactly right that have that have the heart to do the right thing, and you know what? There's a lot of people that are not Christians that have a good heart to do things for other people. Okay, and they do good things with their money, and it doesn't mean you know. Just because they're not a, they're not a Christian, Christians are the only ones that do good things with their money. No, there's some evil Christians out there. You know that's a bad philosophy. That's a bad philosophy within the church today that we have. And 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 um, Tony, feel free to just cut me off. And say, okay, let's get back on point. But there's a, that's a bad philosophy in the church today about uh, the prosperity, and, and then almost to the point where you're not a true Christian unless you have some type of monetary uh, success. Yeah. Uh, we count it as a, you know, we we token that as the blessing, if you will, in the church, and, and we've arrived at some point. But, again, the truth of the matter is anyone can get money in this world if you get up and work, and there's plenty of illustrations within the Bible that actually talks about that. The one most common is the one where we hear Paul say, man don't work, man don't eat. That's just, that's just and, and he didn't say Christian man. That's right. Man. You get up, you go get a job, you can eat. You can buy groceries, you can eat. It's simple as that. You can buy a house, you can have a stove, and you can eat. It's really that simple. We make it so spiritually and so deep or whatever. Right. And, 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 and the blessing that God gave us was in Christ. We keep every day we talk about some, uh, well, we go to church to get a blessing. You wow. can't get a better blessing than Christ himself. If you got him, what are you going to get? <laughs> Don't want to get blessings. Don't want to miss my blessings. Yeah. Get my thousand dollars. And Mr. Host. Yes, sir. Can I go back to Mark Zuckerberg? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, I said earlier that Mark was raised Jewish, but he said he's also said quoted as saying, um. Since the age of 13, he describes himself as an atheist and has never wavered from that position. Now, the question I have, how does that look at his father who was raising him Jewish 
And that by the age of the, the ripe age of 13, he turned his back on the faith that he was being raised in and went totally atheist, which means, you know, like Rodney said, I mean, uh, nothing. I mean, just, and it's not shy about it. So the question is, what kind of legacy is his father, you know, on the religious piece, who's raising him Jewish, you know, doing the bar mitzvah and everything? And then at 13, this guy says, I'm Wait a minute, 13 is the bar mitzvah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, right after that. Mm-hmm. Right after right. that, he was like, nah, no, I'm an atheist. Pop. A lot of times, man, this is, I, I learned this um, uh, dealing with a lot of people that went to uh, Bishop Eddie Long Church. And a lot of times when a lot of when people see you as a person that's not going to make any mistakes, and a lot of fathers do this a lot of times, they, they okay, they're teaching you do what I say and not what I do. And then they become hypocritical to their kids because the kids have to do what the father say do. But then if the father, they, but they're looking at the father to, to see if that father is doing what he tell them to do or tell them not to do. And, and a lot of times when I'm sitting up here preaching, if they look at me and they say, you always preaching, don't cheat on your wife or don't beat on your wife. But then they see me beat on my wife and cheat on my wife. Now I'm a hypocrite and everything I I say or do they just to despise it. Uh, that's why the people. Uh, that's why the Bible say those people will be judged harshly or more harsh than those that are following them. So just like Daddy Long, if you know all those souls in his church that looked at him not as a man but as a God, they now everything he said, even though it was good word, everything he said, they despised him. They left the church. Well, in the, in the example in the Bible, King Nebuchadnezzar, he was eating grass like a dog, but his 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 kingdom was still his. They still had to come to him and say, "Hey, sire, can we do? We got permission to do this. Give us a seal to do that." But even though he was punished by God to eat on all fours and eat grass, and a lot of time we as people, you know, our kids looking at us as being this God and this perfect person. And we fall off the we we fall off that threshold or we fall fall off that mantle in the eyesight when we start mistreating people or when we start doing drugs or when we start drinking and then cursing them out or molesting them or beating on them and then they grow to despise us and that's how you know easily a child off the name of that book was the Jewish phenomenon so that's just how they get to their wealthy place and uh and because they just operate off a of principle. But um, but as far as the father is concerned, we got to make sure everything that we we say, we are doing ourselves. Even if we're telling our children to do whatever they tell them to do, we got to make sure we're doing it ourselves. Right, and that's good words. And just going back to my question, you know, what if you you, you had to, what if that was your child that is a, a wildly successful entrepreneur and is is recognized around the world, and the host was talking about you know the legacy and and the spiritual piece. Um, how would that affect you if you're wildly successful, dropped out of college, and just became the, the one of the biggest entrepreneurs to ever live, to to now profess openly and publicly that they're an atheist when you well, raise them in the church. When you're looking at a guy like Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. 
You know, um, the the enemy used people like that too. You say he was an atheist or denounced his religion at thirteen. The enemy can use those kind of people too, because if now if a lot of people are looking at this guy that's rich, it's going to say to the rest of the world, you don't have to believe in God to be rich. You can just, you know, do whatever you want to because God doesn't bring riches. That's a trick of the enemy that he can, you know, he can put out there. So we got to be mindful that. Hey, you know, we can be rich too, but we gonna have to. We can do it through Christ, but we don't. We don't have a lot of people out there like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly right, brother. You hit the nail on the head. Because, like I said, I mean, this guy. Everybody knows who he is, or or if they, you know, they know his product. Yeah. You know, they may not be a part of it, but they know his product. And like you said, he's one of the most. Uh, I think he's the youngest billionaire. He is the youngest billionaire at twenty nine, and. Like you said, brother, this guy he professes his atheism. You know, I, don't, I don't need God, you know, and I'm, a, I'm the youngest billionaire in the world. Mm-hmm. That can send that message that hey, you, you young bucks or even old heads, you don't you don't need that God. You know, you can do this without him and be a billionaire or millionaire, and and, and you know, because Mark Zuckerberg doesn't want for anything material, you know, wise materialism mm. wise, you know. Right, but with the with the focus that he's missing, or that many miss, is that you do need Christ to have eternal life, there and that's go. the focus. That's the focus Christ wants us to have. Not so much I need Christ to make a million dollars or a billion dollars. I need Christ to be successful and do this and do that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the gift that He has given you, because. Here's a, here's a, another point that we miss. This is why Paul says we crucify Christ afresh, because we keep trying to kill him and, and then raise him up from the dead again. It's not going to happen. It happened once for all. It's not going to happen again. So uh, because that blessing has already taken place, he's already empowered us to do what we need to do. As long as we sit back and wait on him, what we're saying is we're waiting for the Messiah to come, die, and rise again. That's already been we have the power. We have the power, and and when I say we, I'm really saying every human being because John three sixteen tells us that he died for the world. We have that power, and and, and this is again another reason why the Bible says that the children of this world are are, are are wiser than the children of light, because they're at least smart enough to get up and go do something. The rest of us want to sit on the pew and wait on God and and, and you know say Jesus five hundred times and wait for a million dollars to fall out of the sky. I know that's harsh on the church, but that's just the truth. That's the reality. That's why uh, uh, those who are not professing God or professing another God is more well off financially than Christianity. That's why Muslims, uh, Islam is the fastest growing religion. That's why atheists like a, a Zuckerberg, like a Steve Jobs or whatever, are the, among the richest men in the world. Because we sit back and we're waiting on God to do something when we need to get up and utilize what God has already given us. But the at the end of the day, the most important factor in what he came to do, again, John three sixteen, even atheists know that scripture. Because uh, if, if, if you don't go to church, you'll see it at a, a sporting event somewhere. Sure. And 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 the and the and that simple word says that he's come to give us eternal life. That's the message. Yeah. I know yeah. a bunch of preachers will preach a whole lot of stuff about 
getting a house and getting a car and getting a private jet and getting uh, you know billions of dollars, travel the world and all this other stuff, and that somehow signifies that you are uh, uh, an astute believer. And that means that doesn't prove anything because if it does, if it did, then Zuckerberg would be an astute believer. It proves it proves nothing. The proof is really in the end. And Zuckerberg and everyone else can only see, not everyone else, but you know what I mean, uh, they walk by sight, not by faith. We are the ones who walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, we see the things that are to come. And that's what our focus is on. And even, we should uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. That's what, it, that's what it should be on, the things that come, not necessarily looking at this natural life. I'm not saying we should be living under a bridge and starving um, nor do I believe he would allow us to do that. But the, the, to, for the church to insinuate in some ways um, that we have to be rich, we have to be billionaires or millionaires or extra successful, whatever the world wants to deem that to be, uh, in order to be Christians, in order to be blessed, I, I think that's a that's a fallacy. If anything, that's the biggest trick of the enemy. You got that because, right. Oh, Get your focus off off of God and got you working three jobs. So, so, and it's great, and I'm glad you said that, because that kind of leads into what we were talking about earlier as far as the legacy piece. Because we talked about the money is one thing, personal property, things that are willed, you know what I mean? And then we talked about the fact that, you know, the camel can't get through the eye of a needle. You know, because then the camel has to unpack. Mm. Right? Then the camel will go through the eye of the needle and then they have to get then they have to pack it back up again once they get there. Because it'll already be stored up there for them. So anyway, <laughs> what we're saying is what we're saying is that the legacy and you know, and just to summarize this, that the legacy that we have to leave for our family is something not of money, not of gold not of property, but which is a good thing, but the foundation should be based upon Jesus. Absolutely. That's and, right. And Rodney said something very, very interesting. He said, utilize what God has given us. And, Mr. Host, when, when did you get divorced? What year was it? Uh, 2000, uh, I don't know, Seven, six. I don't know. Okay, two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yeah, the the yeah. actual date is not that important. So. Um, but what I want to ask you, and as you're summarizing, and is I guess it's a monkey wrench, but um, if God had taken you in two thousand six and seven, um, what kind of legacy would you have have left? If right on the heels of your divorce, the ink is dry, you know, this is before, you know, you're happily remarried today, for those that don't know. Um, but in 2006, 2007, if you had, if God had taken you off this earth at that time, what kind of legacy would would, would you have left um, at that time? Hmm. Funny that you asked that question. Um, for me, it would have been the legacy of giving up on your family. 
I would think. Because, you know, people can can say that about a man that divorces his family. Because you don't just divorce the, your wife, you you know. Um, yeah, that's probably it. Just, I don't know, but it wouldn't be the legacy that I would have wanted to leave. Right, and that's what I, that was the second part of my question. Looking at it on May 28, 2013, look at the legacy that you've built with household yeah. stress. And what I mean by that is that, you know, these, these, these interesting chats that we have, the information that's free-flowing, the, the brothers that are, are, are diligent and faithful and, and articulate and intelligent and, 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 and spend their time to share and to, to help. Um, other brothers, look, other people. Yeah. Right. I mean, look at the legacy that someone can go in no matter what they're facing in their marriage, in their relationship as a father, they can go in to household stress and listen to information that is founded on biblical principles, and it can help them. Sure. So you look at comparing the legacy you would have left God spared you for a reason, obviously. He had more work for you to do. Yeah. Um, and you look at the legacy of your obedience five years or what is that? That's, uh, no, that's seven years later now. Yeah. Um, but you look at the legacy that, you know, God has helped you build. And also, he's given you the people that you needed to build the legacy. Yeah, because you have people in mind, you know. And as the story goes, I'll be brief, but I didn't know you. You didn't know me. Mm-mm. You know, you were just stacking some chairs after church. It's like, yeah, right now, I got this little conference call I do on Tuesday, and uh, check it out. I think you sent P Town though, because me and P Town were uh, teaching Sunday school together. Yeah. So that was the connection. And I was all right, you know, I'll check it out. And I've been here ever since. Yeah. Same thing with some of the other brothers that are on tonight. They just, you know, told them, but they got plugged in. Yep. And they've helped build a legacy that will help generations to come because the beauty of this thing that we do is that you can't miss it. You know, you can go back tomorrow. Somebody can go back to somebody that's working right now or that's sleeping right now, or is finishing up, you know, uh, they're they're working on their degree, taking a a class or or doing homework right now, can go tomorrow and get the same information as if they were here at 1126 on May 28, 2013. Just like it was fresh as the, the living water. That's all. I, I just wanted to compare the two legacies from 2006 to 2007 to 2013 because, brother, I mean, you, through your obedience, you there is a legacy that has been built. Through your yeah. obedience, that's not, you know, that's not, you know, it, it started with your obedience. You had to, you know, take the initiative to start up the call and get up the website, you know, spread the word. It, you know, we just, we were obedient in our own rights for yeah. showing up, yeah. but... 
really the obedience started with you. Yeah. And yeah. I mean that that's legacy, bro. I mean that that's legacy. Yeah, I mean I didn't look I didn't really you know, I didn't think I didn't look at it that way, to be honest with you. I was thinking of just in our individual families, but you know, again, this wouldn't have, this thing obviously, you know, I needed every single person. You know, everybody. Mm-hmm. Andrew, CJ, Rodney, all of us. Darren, all of us are part. You know, uh, you know, and yeah, yeah, this is a legacy, but it's 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 something that we all put into. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Twenty years from now, it's going to be yeah, I was a part of that legacy. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I was part of that legacy. Yeah, you, you know it doesn't become a legacy tape. until you die. Yeah, yeah. Well, not it's hard work while you're living. I think in, in technical terms, you're right, but I mean, I mean, is we we have built a legacy here. We built a legacy. We built a legacy, and it's a we. It ain't no me. It's a we. Believe me. Because there were some times where I was like, man, I don't feel like it. <laughs> Probably tonight. <laughs> Tell them tonight, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? My power was out tonight. I was like, man, if this power stay out, I'd give me some sleep. Nah, I'm just joking. But anyway, you know. You're a funny character. <laughs> but, but again, again, it's a us. It's a us. It's a us. You know, because... It, I don't look at it as as a, I've never looked at it as a Tony thing ever, ever. And you know that, Rodney. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, yeah. I don't, uh-uh. I don't care who takes the credit. I don't care if anybody on this phone, anybody can take credit because this is God's thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because what I what what I didn't say about my father never even mentioning for me to get a relationship with the Lord that the brother that died that I wanted to be like and still want to go out like him was my father's brother. Mm. I think they missed that. <laughs> With the same praying mother that went to church every single day. My Lord. Every single Sunday and throughout the week and she did it all. She was that person. They both took two different, totally different paths. But 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 Mr. Host, you look if you look at the definition, Webster's definition of legacy, the primary definition is property, a gift. A gift. You know, as, as personal property, as somebody stated, money by will or or, or or hand it over. But also the secondary definition is anything handed down from the past. As from an ancestor or or predecessor. Wow. Anything. It Anything. doesn't say, you know, specifically. First, it gets specific. Like, it's got to be money, property, a gift, blah, blah, blah. You know, personal property. But then later on, it says anything handed down from the past from an ancestor or predecessor. Because your uncle is your ancestor. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. And what you know, Randy, I've, I've I've felt that you know what my parents left in me is much more important than when, what they leave to me. 
That's right. Right. And, That's right. And, and we're talking about what, Rodney, the gift or what? Salvation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, son. <laughs> what kind of legacy is that? <laughs> you ain't got to have a dime in your pocket. You don't have a house, have to have a house to give, a title. <laughs> you don't have to have a coat on your back. Amen. You know what I mean? You don't have to have any of that. But say, son, this is what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you this, son, and that's all you're going to need. It's the best thing you can give him. And that's the best thing you can give him. Because once he has that, he's got the keys. Mm-hmm. Now the doors are unlocked. Sky's the limit. There it is. Now you, now you know what the value of life is. <laughs> mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. Because, cause, cause, I, mean, I mean, technically speaking, I mean, what what Rodney is saying is 500% correct about household stress. Because had I not gone to that funeral, we probably would. Now, God has a way of doing things. We all know that. Yes, sir. But had I not gone to that funeral, I may not know half of y'all. I never probably would have met half of y'all. And, yeah, because the funeral, was that did it for me. I'm sitting there, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, hold on a second. This whole time I've been living this life, and I didn't know that you could, I'm looking at drug dealers, how they go out, blazing. Man, I'm going to go out like that. You know what I mean? Rich people, oh, man, I need to have that. I had never listened to a man of God go home. I've never been witness to a man of God go home until that day. And it changed my life. And you just, that, that's the, that's, man, wow, you just said, you just took the words out of my mouth. At any point, as long as you're living and breathing, you, you can change your legacy. You can change your legacy. That's it. Because in 2006, 2007, you, I mean, it was, come on. I mean, you, you'd have never had any idea in 2013 what would have transpired. No. 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 And we and we all have some. it's not just me, we all have similar stories of before and after. You know what I mean? You know, before we, you know, somebody would be like, God, you'd be like, nah, I ain't ready for that. Ah, that ain't me. That ain't my thing. Mm-hmm. It's your thing. I was that guy. Nah, that'd be good for you, but that ain't my thing. You go and, ahead, man. Good luck with that. And Mr. Host, you know who else is that guy? Somebody else that um, the brothers probably are aware of. Bill Gates, one of the richest men in the world. He's, his 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 past is non-religious. And he doesn't say he's an atheist. Like Mr. Zuckerberg, but it's just you know, just I ain't you know I ain't into all that religious stuff, blase blase. But you know what? He changed his tune this year. He was doing something with the uh, you know his his foundation's work in Pakistan. You know he got the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. But in his in his, in the article, he said that he's now doing God's work. Mm. Now this is a man. Every time you ask him what. What church you go to? What religion are you? He just, ah, you know, ah, just dance around it. No, don't want to, you know, 
But now he's doing God's work. Yep. Just came out, you know, and then up, oh, you know, this I'm doing God's work now. Well, so at any point we can change our legacy as long as we're living and breathing. And that's that's the key, is that's that we don't know when I when we take our last breath. Mm. You know, and and it it could be tonight. God forbid. It could be tonight. You lay down, you not wake up. And you have to ask yourself each night that you lay down, or each day that you wake up and go out into this crazy, crazy world. Mm-hmm. What kind of legacy am I going to leave if I don't come back home today? Uh-huh. That's crazy. Food for thought, isn't it? Absolutely. Yes, it is. Food for Absolutely. thought. Food for thought. How, did I, how am I going to go out? I mean, I think that's it. You know, what are my kids going to say about me when I'm gone? And we know now that it's going to be similar to you, to what they said about your uncle. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, cause, cause, I mean, but not just for me. I just think that, that for, for to do your family justice as the head, it's got to be that way. It can't be anything less than that. Anything less but than that, I think we would be selfish. But isn't that what we're looking for anyway? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean Beat down. You, you do it. Yeah. You do it. There's no misunderstanding with your children and your family about you. There can't be. There can't be. My boy can't wait this Saturday to get, get ready to go to work. Yeah, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about as far as a spiritual foundation. You gave them that gift a long time ago. That legacy is set in stone. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That's done. You ain't got to revisit that again. You just <laughs> living your life the way you live it. You ain't got to go over that again. Now you can do some other things. Mm-hmm. I did mine late. My kids were 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 twenty something, almost. Well, the, my oldest was almost. You know what I mean? Before I did it, but again, I did. I still did it. Yeah, it's never too yeah. late. It's never too late. Never too late. They can't say, well, he didn't do it. I didn't I die without doing it. Right, exactly. And I remember at your uh, at your grand one of your grandchildren's christening. You know, you try to stand in the back. You know, in the yeah, back, and your family turned, and they were like, "No, you get in the front. This guy got to come up front." And you were just trying to, you know, trying to play the background. They were like, "No, no, no. He, he needs to come up front." Whereas the 2006 Tony, they would say, "Yeah, leave that guy in the back." <laughs> <laughs> right? Am I right? Who is no, guy? no, no. 2006, we would not have been in church. Right. Because remember, I had to join the church, sign my whole family up for Calvin Gospel. <laughs> so we all signed up for my daughters that no longer live with me. They came and they're members of the church. I don't know if y'all know that or not, but they're members of oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it was like, okay, now we got a church home and we got a, uh, 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 a Christian, and yeah, we need to do it. Y'all need to show up. Mm-hmm. And that was after your uncle's funeral, right? All, everything, everything was after. Everything was after. Yeah, we talk about making a home, you know, making a a, a home where we, 
have these mortgages and cable bills and wireless routers and but you said something key about making sure your family has a church home. Yes. Whole family, like we're signing, we're signing everybody up. We now have a church home. We're covered now. We're covered now. We're covered. Now. Mm. You may not go. You may go. <laughs> you may go. You know, on 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 Christmas. You may go on Easter. You know what I mean? But that's now your foundation. Now you know when all else fails, you have a place to go. Oh yeah. And I think that that's important. Me growing up as a child, I didn't have a place to go. I just didn't. And I could have just walked into any church, I guess, but there was no there was no familiar face for me in the house of God. Nowhere. So why go? You know, if my children show up, either one of them show up and go to church, somebody's going to be like, hey, how are you? How you been? What's going on? Right. You see what I'm saying? It makes a difference. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's the conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Buddy, buddy, buddy. Wow. That's what, what we got do. That's what we do, man. That's what we do here. It's we. And when I get it, we, it's all of us. That's right. Everybody has dropped it on these calls, man. And we... You guys got to go back. If you haven't been on the archives, go back and listen to yourself on the archives. <laughs> you have to, man. You got to go listen to yourself. Because I'm going to tell you what happened. And this is what happens to me, and Rodney can testify. I will listen to an old call, and I'll be like, I said that? Rodney will be like, you sure did. <laughs> I'll be like, no, nah, I ain't say that because I don't even say things like that. But you never know when the spirit's working. That's right. You know what I mean? And a lot of us have gotten on, and we've said things that was just profound. And then, you know, but I, I yeah, I would definitely recommend people to go back and listen to some of those. Because everybody on this call is on them. Mm-hmm. Andrew Absolutely. said some stuff that we'd be like, wow. <laughs> did he just say that? <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's yeah. so relevant, and you're like, wow, you know. And we're not even going to talk about Rodney, mm. the resident pastor. We're not even going to talk about him. Yeah, the other Rodney, not me. Yeah, the other Rodney. The yeah. one that's supposed to be working out. He's still working out, Rodney? <laughs> yeah, he might be. Yeah. But anyway, I'm going to flip this over to open mic. Give me one second. 